From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get to the Super Stack Show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you for taking this ride down memory lane every single week and also taking the ride into the future with the Wrestling DeLorean. We really appreciate all the support from Mexico, Canada, the UK, the United States, Ireland, Germany, Australia, South America. We got fans from all over the world. Thank you so much. Without your support, there is no us. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. And search Wrestling DeLorean Pod on YouTube. We have all the latest interviews and segments that we put from the Wrestling DeLorean Pod on YouTube. So if you want to catch the visuals, you can catch the visuals. Anyway, we got a super stack show for you today. A lot went down this weekend. And we will be talking all about the craziness of the release of Bray Wyatt. The possible release of more WWE superstars. Adam Cole not re-signing with the WWE. And a whole lot more. So without further ado, let's get into this super stack show right now. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for welcoming into your morning routine. Thank you for welcoming into your new week. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. I know I sure did. It was a weekend filled with crazy wrestling news that we're about to get into right now. But definitely, thank you so much for supporting and riding with the Wrestling DeLorean. And thank you for checking us out today here on today's Super Stacked episode. So let's start this right off the bat. Bray Wyatt is the talk of the wrestling town right now because he has been released... From the WWE due to, once again, budget cuts. <sighs> We're going to go in-depth on the Bray Wyatt news in the second segment today after the commercial break. But I just want to say, budget cuts, really, you got rid of one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling today. You got rid of your top merchandise seller today for budget cuts? There's got to be more to that story. And a lot of people do think that there is more to that story. And we're going to be talking all about Bray Wyatt after the break so stay tuned for after that. But we are going to talk about more news today, nonetheless. The WWE morale seems to be down after the release of Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was beloved, and it is said that a lot of superstars think that their spot in WWE is no longer safe after the release of Bray Wyatt. I mean, can you blame them? It, if the WWE showed anything this year, is anybody is expendable. Bray Wyatt... Braun Strowman, everybody is expendable. The WWE is willing to release 
anybody this time. So, I really think that when it comes to WWE superstars not feeling safe, I don't blame them. A lot of people say, oh, that's not true. That, that's just rumors and innuendo. I mean, shit. Does it sound far-fetched after you got guys like Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy? Do, do, do I need to continue here? They released like 50 billion people this fucking uh, year. So, I mean, it's like, of course they don't feel safe. Shit. Anyway... PWG is back, baby. It was last night, Sunday. We had the uh, PWG return show, Mystery Vortex 7, live from the Globe Theater in Los Angeles. A lot went down. We had a special surprise appearance from the boss himself, Super Dragon. We had a surprise return from Tommy Yen, Malachi Black. We had a lot that went down for PWG. I'm excited that PWG is back. PWG was the super indie that brought together all the independents and brought them to one stack show. Uh, back in his prime, you had guys from Evolve, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, all coming together for one show. And that's what we got here. We got guys like Malachi Black representing AEW. Uh, guys like Brody King and Tony Deppin and Jonathan Gresham representing Ring of Honor. You had guys like, uh, what's his name, uh, Lee Moriarty, who is now signed to MLW, a part of this show. You had guys from the AAA promotion, a part of this show. So it's really cool because PWG always been that melting pot for all the independent shows to come together. It's really cool that they're still keeping that same format. So really cool to see PWG back. I don't know if I said it really cool too many times. If I did, I am sorry, but it's really cool. Next in the news... Darby Allen says that when he made that comment about the best in the world, he was not referring to CM Punk. He was referring to Samir Guevara, who is calling himself the best of all time, the best ever. Uh, Darby, who you fooling? You know what I mean? Of course you're talking about CM Punk. Who are you fooling? Uh, if anybody thinks that after they announced the Chicago show and then have Darby Allen mention best in the world that they're not talking about CM Punk, then you're bugging. Because it was clear and obvious that he was talking about the best in the world CM Punk. So this is just a little, you know, I guess, way to keep people guessing on their toes. But it's it's not working. Also in AEW news, Hangman Page is now being reported to not have a match at all out at all. He went from being number one contender and possibly going against Kenny Omega for the world title to not having a match at all. Now it's being reported by Dave Meltzer that we might be getting Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega or Eddie Kingston versus Kenny Omega. I mean, if you do have the if you do have the debut of CM Punk in Chicago, I mean, I could understand not trying to overshadow the moment of Adam Page winning that world champion. But I feel like the Adam Page fan base, the 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 crowd reaction, I feel I, I feel like it's at a fever pitch. So why would you not pull the trigger now? You know what I mean? I, I think that All Out's going to be a phenomenal show regardless, but I think it would have been made even better if we did indeed get Adam Page versus Kenny Omega in the main event. What match is bigger than that right now? There is no match in AEW that could top Page versus Omega right now. So it's a little, you know, disappointing. But there is, you know, there may be other 
aspects to this story. Adam Page did just welcome in a new baby. So, I mean, maybe that's why. But nonetheless, I really would have uh, liked to see Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. But if, you know, if it's a personal reason why, I totally understand. But we'll see what happens. That was going to be really interesting to see who Kenny Omega does face at the pay-per-view. Because right now, the pay-per-view's a month away. He doesn't have an opponent. I thought we were on the build to Omega versus Page. But I guess not. Kazarian is back in Impact Wrestling. He showed up on the latest edition of Impact Wrestling on Access TV. Kazarian has been the elite hunter. And it doesn't matter whether the elite is an AEW or Impact Wrestling. The elite will be hunted by Kaz. Kaz is aligned with Sammy uh, Callahan. And it looks like we're going to be getting Sammy Callahan, Eddie Edwards, and Kaz versus the elite Good Brothers and Kenny Omega on the latest on the next edition of Impact Wrestling on Access TV. So that should be really, really fun to see. Dave Meltzer is reporting that WWE wants to bring Braun Strowman back, but they want to bring him back for less money. I think that, of course, they're starting to realize the mistakes of some of these releases. They're starting to realize some of the star power is no longer there on the WWE shows and that they released a lot of big stars. I could understand them wanting to bring back a Braun Strowman. That was a very that was a head scratcher when I saw Braun Strowman was released in the first place. But will Braun Strowman come back for less money? You already showed that you don't value him by releasing him because of budget cuts, and now you show you don't value him even more by not giving him the same money that he was making. So if you do want to bring him back for less money, if I'm Braun, I'm like, screw you. You already showed your freaking hand. You already showed that I'm not worthy. So, screw you. I mean, why Why would Braun even want to go back? That's if Dave Belser's telling the truth here. I mean, you know, he could be a little hit and miss. But, anyway, I think that, you know, Braun Strowman does eventually go back to the WWE. That's just what my heart says, you know. But I don't think that he would go back for less money. Because, like I said, they show that they don't value him to the extent that he feels that he should be. Also in the news, The Bunny versus Layla Hirsch was announced for AEW Dark's 100th episode, but the reason why I'm talking about this is because the winner of The Bunny versus Layla Hirsch will be getting a NWA women's title shot on the biggest night for women in the NWA NWA's Empower pay-per-view. The NWA women's champion will be going against the winner of The Bunny and Layla Hirsch, which would be awesome. It's showing that the 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 partnership of NWA and AEW is still alive and strong. So we shall see what happens. My heart says that the bunny goes over and we got the bunny, Allie, Cherry Bomb, whatever you want to call her, going to NWA. The WWE is considering a third hour, adding a third hour to SmackDown, which would totally combat the AEW Rampage show. If SmackDown does indeed get a third hour, that would be totally detrimental to the viewer but i'm not stupid i understand why wwe has a third hour i'm not one of these fans who are like oh go back to two hours i would love for them to go back to two hours but i understand why they have three hours i understand that the ad mer- the advertising the ad sales and all that i understand that they make more money in three hours than they do with two hours it makes a lot of sense but with aew having rampage at 10 o'clock on fridays that totally combats them you will have SmackDown, the last hour of SmackDown, versus the hour of AEW Rampage. 
Now, if you're already watching SmackDown and SmackDown hooks you before that AEW show starts at the 10 o'clock hour, it's going to be hard for you to change that channel. So it's very smart business for the WWE to combat AEW with a third hour. I'm not saying that that's why they're doing it. I don't want to be, you know, people going to be like, oh, you think that the WWE is only doing it because of AEW? Uh, no, they're doing it because of ads. They did it for money. They don't look at AEW's competition. Well, I call bullshit because when AEW announced Wednesdays, NXT moved to the USA Network on Wednesdays, two hours. AEW announced the show on Friday. SmackDown magically is going to get a third hour. Uh, for anybody who thinks that the WWE really doesn't look at AEW's competition, is an absolute idiot, but whatever. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Slap Nuts, the King of the Mountain, host of the My World podcast, is no longer a producer for the WWE. He is now, I guess, once again a free agent. Jeff Jarrett, I believe, gets a lot of bullshit. You know what I mean? He's a very smart man. He he gets a lot of slack. I mean, not slack. He gets a lot of shit, you know. And I, I feel like, you know... Jeff Jarrett is a smart mind, and any company that has him in the backstage, as long as he, you know, is tamed, is smart to have this guy associated with the company. If Jeff Jarrett could possibly go back to Impact Wrestling, I think that would be awesome, but I know that there was a lawsuit that would prevent that, so, you know, I doubt that will happen. But I don't know if Jeff Jarrett wants to do anything else with wrestling. You know, maybe he's just happy doing his podcast with Connie, and, you know, maybe he just wants to ride off to the sunset, so we'll see. But Jeff Jarrett was a producer for the WWE, and now he is not. So he will be, you know, I guess just focusing on his podcast for now. But the breaking news of the day is not Bray Wyatt, even though we'll be talking about Bray Wyatt in the next segment. It is not Jeff Jarrett. The breaking news of the day, which was broke by WrestlingInc.com, is that Adam Cole is a free agent after SummerSlam this month. And... Could possibly walk. He'd been signing... You know, the rumor was he signed a multi-year deal. That turns out to be false. He's been signing extensions since the Great American Bash to go to TakeOver. But after that, Adam Cole doesn't seem to be signing with the WWE and could walk. And being that his contract was expired and not released, there will be no extent... There will be no... uh not compete clause, and Adam Cole could basically show up wherever he wants the day after TakeOver. Hell, TakeOver's on a Sunday. If he wants to show up on AEW Dark on Monday, he could be there. Even though he won't show up on AEW Dark on Monday, that's pre-taped. But the point is that Adam Cole could walk. Now, Adam Cole is one of the most successful independent wrestlers of all time. He goes to the WWE. He is the most successful NXT champion of all time. In the most successful faction in NXT history, the Undisputed Error. He was with NXT for about three, four years, I believe now. It's like going on five. Had that little cup of coffee on the main roster during the SummerSlam, uh, Survivor Series build, I mean, two years ago when he fought Daniel Bryan and then had a match against Seth Rollins. But what? where did Adam Cole go? go? You know what I mean? Adam Cole was he has all this potential, never gets called up to the main roster, maybe for his own good. But after five years in NXT and, you know, 
doing everything that has to be done in NXT, winning the title, having the longest reign. What else is there for you to do if the main roster is not an option? I could see Adam Cole leaving. I could see Adam Cole joining his wife, Britt Baker, in AEW. I could see Adam Cole joining his friends, the Young Bucks, in AEW. It's just very interesting because so many talents are leaving the WWE at once. This is a mass exodus. Whether they're released or whether they're walking, they're leaving. That Nonetheless, they are leaving. Adam Cole at one point was believed to be the next Shawn Michaels for the WWE. Now he may be the first Adam Cole in another company. It's it's just absolutely insane. I, I don't know, but it's hard to talk about Adam Cole in depth and not talk about the Bray Wyatt situation. So when we come back, we're going to be going in depth on the Bray Wyatt release this past weekend. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington, for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said in the last segment, this whole ordeal with the Bray Wyatt situation, his release from the WWE, has shocked the wrestling world. It's still insane to think that a man who's so talented, a man who was so over with the crowd, a man who had the highest merch sales, could be expendable due to the fact of budget cuts, which sounds like 100% budget bullshit. So we're going to talk all about Bray Wyatt right now, what I think led to his release, and where I would love to see him go. I know a lot of people would love to see him in AEW. I'm one of those people, so we're going to talk all about that right So, news broke on Saturday that Bray Wyatt is no longer contractually obligated to the WWE. He is officially been released. Future endeavored. Go bye-bye. Leave your gimmick here for Alexa Bliss, but we will see you at the door. 
That that is the most shocking, I believe, of all of the releases so far. I was shocked at them letting Daniel Bryan walk. I was shocked at them releasing Braun Strowman. I was shocked at them releasing Aleister Black right after he returned. And Buddy Murphy right after he was in one of the hottest feuds of the pandemic. But what I'm shocked about the most is them releasing The Fiend. The Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. The man who was the top merchandise seller. The man who literally was the top draw for the WWE in a long time. With the whole Fiend character. Now, a lot is to be said about the whole Brody Lee situation. After Brody Lee passed away, it was reported that Bray took it really hard. And it's, it's you know... Very understandable. But with all the rumors and innuendo of him being medically cleared to wrestle. Him being, you know, ready for his return this month. Possibly for a SummerSlam match. It's really odd that he just got released, right? Bray Wyatt was a guy who had probably the most unique character the WWE has ever saw. The guy was a freaking genius. Well, he still is. What am I saying was? The guy is a genius. The guy is a genius when it comes to character, character development, promos. He's a student of the game. He was the mixture of a methodical promo like Jake the Snake Roberts with eerie dark side of The Undertaker. He reinvented himself numerous times. Was always over with the crowd. What what went wrong? You know what went wrong? I I don't believe that this is for budget cuts. That's absolute bullshit. Budget cuts are understandable when you release guys. Budget cuts are not understandable when you release the top merchandise seller for the past three years. The fiend mask, top selling. That fiend, uh, what's it called customized belt, top selling. What what do you you know? What do you think is the reason for Bray Wyatt to be released when he's the top merchandise guy? I mean, you got to believe that there's something else to that story. It's being reported that him and Vince McMahon had a hot and cold relationship. You know, Vince McMahon, I'm not saying it's over the guy's weight, but Vince McMahon never been a, you know, strong proponent for anyone that looks like Bray. He's more of the, you know, muscle guy. But I don't want to put false narratives out there. I don't know if that's why. Because then why is Braun Strowman not there anymore, you know? It don't make sense. It's just really, really weird. It was one of the most shocking. To the point that when I honestly saw that, I was... When I saw the report that Bray Wyatt was no longer with the WWE, I saw it on Instagram and I could have swore that there was going to be a kayfabe news under the uh, the article because I thought it was fake. But it wasn't. It was actually real. Bray Wyatt, you know, did so much for the WWE. He was a guy that they could depend on to make new stars. And he made plenty. He took Daniel Bryan to the next level. He took Finn Balor to the next level. The Wyatt family versus The Shield was some of the greatest trio matches we ever seen. And now out of all six of those men, we only have Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns as the last one standing in the WWE. It's really odd to think that someone who was once considered the future, 
I remember when Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns came up, people were saying, this is the next John Cena and Randy Orton. This is the next Rock in Austin. This is your future for a long, long time to come. But Bray's no longer there now. A lot of people want WWE to bring back Bray Wyatt, just like there was the uh, rumors have it that WWE wants to bring back Braun Strowman. They think that they will bring him back eventually. This is just like a cool-off period. But I don't think it's going to happen. Bray Wyatt is someone who's so creative that, you know, I'm sure his character was stifled many times. That's one guy I would love to hear on a Chris Jericho podcast. Hell, I would love to hear him on this podcast because I have so many questions. How many times have, you know, how many different creative things were not cleared? How many creative ideas did you have that you did not get passed by Vince McMahon? Because I honestly think that this guy is a creative genius and he would benefit any locker room by being a part of it. Now, I know a lot of people are already saying, oh yeah, he's AEW bound. He could be the next Dark Order leader. That would make sense. It would make sense, but I don't think that they give Brody's position to anybody after the memorial to Brody. But I think that for sure there's a spot for him in any promotion. He would do wonders in Impact Wrestling. He would do wonders well, in Impact Wrestling, especially with the cinematic stuff that they do. He would take a MLW to the next level. For sure. But the landing spot that I see for him is definitely AEW. And I think that having a guy like him on that roster is just a no-brainer. AEW is known for, and it's very public knowledge, it is known to give the creative freedom to these wrestlers. It's known to let these wrestlers let loose and have their more creative side be free. There's very little, you know, handcuffs. Yes, everything has to be yes by and okayed by Tony Khan, but there's very little that Tony Khan probably hears and says, no, we're not doing that. You know, ideas maybe, but not when it comes to character development. The characters, look look at just the characters of some of the WWE guys that left WWE are now with AEW, right? This whole Malachi Black stuff is very intriguing. I love the whole Redeemer character from Miro. The Jericho character has been great. Like, if you think about the John Moxley character has been leaps and bounds over Dean Ambrose. So, I think that it's only right that, you know, you have a guy like Bray Wyatt, probably the most creative out of all of them, come and just, you know, freely be him. You're going to have... Bray Wyatt always got himself over. Bray Wyatt was always over. So it's only, you know, I would only believe that he would get himself over again here in AEW. It's going to be really interesting to see where he goes, but I honestly think that the WWE, it's hard to defend these decisions. This is a huge loss for the WWE. It's hard to defend these decisions. And now with Adam Cole right behind him, so hard to defend this shit. Who is going to take that spot that Bray Wyatt had? That you could plug in and out of the main event. That you could create new stars with. That you could always have knowing that he's going to sell merchandise. He's going to be over with the crowd. The crowd's going to get behind him. Whether they boo him or love him or hate him. He's going to be over. Who do you have today that you could say that with? 
Right now, you have nobody. So, I honestly think that this is a bigger loss than people actually think it is. It's not just a great talent. It's a guy that added so much. And a guy who was beloved backstage. You see a lot of people are saying in the WWE that he was beloved. He was one of the more popular guys in the backstage area. So, a lot of people are feeling it. A lot of the WWE superstars today are feeling it. They are saying that they don't feel that they're safe anymore because... Bray Wyatt is not there. Someone like Bray Wyatt's released, so they don't feel like their spot is safe. They could be the next one to go. Morale is said to be very low because of this release. So, what is the WWE going to do to replenish the losses? What is the WWE going to do to recuperate for the talent that they got rid of? Because right now, they have a roster full of people that are pretty much worried for their spot. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens from here. But when we come back, we're going to do Mondays like we always do Mondays. We're going to end the Monday night show the right way. We're going to go back in time and we're going to be doing the fight for Monday night. WWF Raw versus WCW Night Show. The next episode's on the list. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Fight for Monday Night, where we go back in time and relive the Monday Night War. We have a stacked episode for you today. Today, we're not only talking about the April 1st, 1996 episodes of Monday Night Raw and WCW Nitro, but we're going to also be talking about the April 8th episode of WWF Monday Night Raw, since Nitro does not have an episode this week. We are going to be able to talk about both Nitro and Raw next week, so that's why we're going to talk about two Raws this week. But yeah, for Raw, we have the fallout of WrestleMania 12. 
And for Nitro, we're going, you know, we do what Nitro does. But we're going to talk all about that right now. So, for Monday Night Raw, we start out April 1st, 1996. This is, like I said, the fallout of WrestleMania 12. We see a lot of video packages for WrestleMania. And right off the bat, we have a new era here because we have the debut of Mankind. Who goes against Bob Holly? Mankind picks up the victory with the Mandible Claw. He has Bob Holly spinning up all over. You know, this is very surreal. Cool to see Mankind finally. We got a... Uh, we show the debut of Mark Miro from last night at WrestleMania. And this goes right into Mark Miro versus Isaac Yankums. Miro picks up the victory. Afterwards, uh, Sable is with Triple H. And Sable has eyes for Mark Miro. She slaps Triple H and goes with Mark Miro. So now I guess the next feud is Hunter Hersomsley versus Mark Miro for the love of Sable. Uh, we got a tag team title match between the Body Donnas and Aldo Montoya and Barry Horowitz. Of course, the Body Donnas win this match because they went against two Shabas. Uh, next, we got Vince McMahon. He brings out HBK Shawn Michaels. He thanks the fans. Shawn Michaels says that he got the king next week and Diesel will be on commentary. He believes that Bret Hart is the best in, uh, best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. He says that Bret Hart made a believer out of him. And, yeah, so it looks like we're going to be getting Shawn Michaels versus Diesel at In Your House, which I don't get because last time I checked, the Undertaker beat Diesel at WrestleMania. So why is it that Diesel's getting that title shot? Why not Undertaker? But anyway, so that's setting us up. Next week, Shawn Michaels defends his belt against the King. And then it's Shawn Michaels versus Diesel at the next In Your House. Main event time is jo uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, JBL versus The Undertaker. This match is thrown out when Mankind attacks The Undertaker. And we end the show with Mankind putting the Man up a Claw on The Undertaker. This was a good draw, but basically it was a lot of WrestleMania recap. So, yeah. April 1st, WCW Nitro. Soon as the show starts, we're right into the Giant versus Sting, which leads to a no contest like two minutes later. This shit could have waited. But, yeah, so Giant versus Sting. It was supposed to be, I believe it was supposed to be Sting and Lex Luger versus the uh, Harlem Heat, but Jimmy Hart paid off the Giant. They were trying to explain it. It did not make much sense. It sounded really stupid, but, yeah. The first official match, though, was the Steiner Brothers versus the Nasty Boys versus the Road Warriors. This was a good match that got a lot of time, but in the end, the Steiner Brothers pick up the victory due to the help of the Public Enemy. Public Enemy here helps the Steiner Brothers. They are feuding with the Nasty Boys. We got some really good tag teams in WCW, but still, a lot of these matches are just reruns of what happened in WWE. A lot of... Uh, a lot of matches are done over and over and over again in WCW. And speaking of tag matches that are done over and over and over again, we got to talk about Hulk Hogan and the Booty Man versus Arn Anderson and Kevin Sullivan. I'm so sick and tired of this feud. But yeah, the whole NWO storyline and Hogan turning heel, that can't happen soon enough because I'm so tired of Hogan and the Booty Man versus Arn Anderson and Kevin Sullivan. Like, this shit sucks. Anyway, Hogan and the Booty Man pick up the victory. Booty Man says next week we're going to kick the cans of Arn Anderson because I'm the Booty Man. Like, this is, is this literally what I'm wasting my time with? Like, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I feel like I am losing brain cells. I'm tired of it. WCW Nitro ends with Lex Luger versus Ric Flair. It ends when Luger gets coffee thrown at him by a woman and Ric Flair hits the roll up. Like, this was a horrible episode. I'm going to give this a freaking 0 0.5. Just for the tag match, it gets a 0.5. But everything else was trash. Raw gets the victory on this show. just And Raw was trash too. So Raw picks up the victory because Raw was less trash than the trashy WCW trash show. So it, it was the battle of which show was less trash. 
even though both were trash. Raw was less trash. Like I said, WCW will not be having a show the next week, so we're going to go right on and we're going to skip through to the Raw. Raw had a pretty whack show. Yokozuna versus Vader ended when Vader broke the leg of Yokozuna. That was the best thing that happened on the show. Um, Vader is on a rampage. He hits the Vader bomb on Yokozuna's leg. Yokozuna can't be stretched out, so he's forklift out. Vince brings out the Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior is cutting a promo. He says the voices of the warrior never died. And, you know, this is the famous promo. He's like, you talk to me. <laughs> right? All that funny stuff. Goldust comes out. He interrupts. It looks like we're going to be getting Goldust versus the Ultimate Warrior going forward. Oh, man. Wax segment. Triple H versus Duke the Dumpster. British Bulldog versus Ivan Johnson in an arm wrestling contest. Like, none of this is worth covering. Like, that's why I'm skipping through this. None of this is worth covering. Then, in the end, we have HBK versus Jerry the King Lawler with Diesel on commentary. Did anyone think that the King was going to beat Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels makes very quick work of H- of uh the King. And then Diesel attacks Shawn Michaels, sits him with the jackknife to end Raw. You would think with WCW not being on the air that WWE would have a good show to show, hey guys, like, we're still here, you know, because it's Nitro's kicking Raw in the ratings. But... We don't have it. So I guess, you know, Raw still is not caring as WCW continues to not care. It doesn't look like there's much effort in any of these shows. And it's really hard to watch. And it's been a chore to watch. As you can tell from my tone this whole time here covering the show. So, hopefully soon we'll have better wrestling. We'll have more compelling storylines. Because, if you know, the, the Monday Night War really kicks in in the 97, 98. And that's when we had a lot of great stuff. Right now, we got to get through the bad to get to the good. I understand that. I know there's a lot of boring episodes of Raw. This is the worst time period for Raw. It's a lot of boring episodes of Nitro. This is pre-NWO. So, like I said, you got to get to the bad to get to the good. Hopefully, the good is coming soon because this is a hard show to sit through. I hope everyone has a great Monday. Make sure you check out Monday Night Raw tonight. We'll talk all about it on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast tomorrow. Also, tomorrow we'll be giving the rundown of NXT on Sci-Fi. We'll be also going back in time to TNA, the Asylum years. I hope everyone has a great day. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And follow us on YouTube at the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Don't miss out on anything that we have on YouTube. Stay safe, stay positive, stay strong. One love. Catch you guys tomorrow. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.